a front row seat to the untold stories as we talk about how to live life on your terms. You're officially part of the inner circle. Welcome to Courtside with Courtney. And don't worry, I comped your ticket. Welcome back to another episode of Courtside with Courtney. Serena fucking Kerrigan. Let's everybody. fucking go. Absolutely. The confidence queen, an icon. I mean, truly, I cannot wait to talk to you today. For those people who don't know you, give us a little bit of like a background. Give me an elevator pitch. I'm very familiar, but for my audience who might not be, Absolutely. break it down. Uh, born and raised in New York City, went to Duke University, had Sorry. my little Southern moment, learned how to drive there. I worked at Refinery29 as a video producer for three and a half years. 2020, quit my job to do content full-time. Started a dating show, dated 50 men during the pandemic and locked down on Instagram Live. From that spun four card games called Let's Fucking Date, Fuck, Go, Play. And I'm writing, directing, doing live shows, being a baddie. And I fell in love this year. So that was my, that was a pretty good elevator pitch. That was a very good elevator pitch. It was quick. I think we actually would have made that in the okay. time of the elevator, okay, which I love. Thank you. I bought the card games the other day. I actually used them on a date. Which ones? Well, Fuck. multiple of them okay. on a date. Obsessed. And it was so good. Like they were all so good. I do feel like they're great icebreakers. They really are. From what I understand, that was born from you dating on live, right? You yes. had good questions and people were saying they wish that they had let's, questions like that. Right. So let's fucking date. I dated like men on Instagram live and I knew that I had to like break the ice rather quickly. And so I started writing questions down to prep for these dates and- like people would reach out being like, can you send me the list of questions? Like, I wish you were there on my dates. They're so awkward. They're so weird. And then I was like, what if there was a way for me to be like on everyone's date without actually physically being there? It's also just a good icebreaker for men too, because I feel like since they don't know what to ask There's half the time. There's so many questions that like are in there that are like, maybe both people want to know, but like it's, they would never actually like ask themselves, but oh, right. then they're like, well, the card asked, but there's been like a proposal for my game, like multiple, actually a lot of people like say, I love you for my game. Cause there's a question in the cards. That's like, what's something you wanted to ask me that you haven't yet. Right. So that's like a good one. Yeah, it is. It's like my hand in marriage, babe. Stop. That like really someone, happened. No, that really happened. That's there's amazing. Been multiple pregnancies from the games. Wow. Well, Gen I guess SFK, that's what's next. We need to have like a caution then maybe on the game. There's literally a warning label. Stop. There's not warning. Get pregnant from the game. I mean, unless that's what you want to do. Then sometimes we also like set it with condoms in my face on it. So I love that. The the cards are super cute too. And they're just easy to carry everywhere. So it's nice. I know someone asked me to make a a road lip case for the card games, like a phone case that you could like put your card game in. And I was just like, guys, like it's pretty fucking bulky. Like, I don't think you're going to actually want to like put it in your bag, but it is nice to have. I also feel like you could literally carry it to the bar. And just like whip out a question for someone. People do it all the time. They get creative. Very. Oh yeah. So I bring it everywhere, by the way. Who was finding the the people for you to go on dates with? A producer. Right. So I hired a producer and we had like basically an email account. It was like called date SFK, like at Gmail. And like people would just submit guys. And she had um, a lot of experience in reality television. And we just like produced the shit out of it. But I literally, every date was blind. And I think that that was something that I really wanted. Like I never wanted to know who I was going to go on a date with. So I would go live and then she would text me the usernames of the guys to like go on a date with. Any like amazing stories or just like full-blown horror where they showed up right away and they were like I dated awful? 50 men in the course of a year on Instagram live. Of course there are horror stories. They're crazy stories, but it was such an interesting way to date. And it taught me so much because- I went on 50 blind dates. And what that did was it removed any preconceived notion I had about these men. And I think that is so important and really helped me in my other, in my real dating life after yeah. the show. Because when we go on an app, when we like, we hear something about a guy, we immediately are like thinking, we have this idea of them in their head, whether it's their age or their race or where they went to school or their job. And like, I'm sorry, but someone is so much more, or their ugly ass photo that they put because men actually can't take great photos. Which like, by the way is kind of a green flag. It, oh, see, that's the thing. So they can't really win, which is fine. They shouldn't win because yeah. they win enough. Yeah. But it's like, they either have a too good of a photo or it's actually heinous. And it's like, the middle ground is great, but it's like, it's only part of the story. It's not energy, which I know you like, you know. So I think that, that that was like the most helpful part of the show. I mean, yeah, there were obviously like so many crazy moments, so many cringe moments, but ultimately like I learned so much about what I wanted and also like what to step away from. 
So besides just like the overarching theme of you learned not to judge a book by its cover, essentially like anything can happen. We were talking about this before we started recording, but age is not an indicator of maturity. Right. Good job is not an indicator of maturity. Like all these things are not necessarily correlated. Correct. So much has to do with like how you were raised. Like what's your POV on life? I mean, your overall life experience plays such a huge part. I know men that are 45 that act like they're 20 and men that are 25 that act like they're 80, like such old souls. It's nuts. And I think that what was really interesting is I, when I was dating and I dated for, I was single for five years. So I did the dating show within these five years. And I obviously did a lot of dating content. And what I realized was like, I actually set my like age on hinge to be a year older than me. I didn't even look at guys my age. I didn't forget younger. And what I realized with doing that was I really excluded like such a big group. And by the way, I, I realized this after the fact, like I, I still kept it like that until I found my boyfriend and that was just completely random. We can go into that, but I literally killed an entire demo of men because of this preconceived like notion that I had of like a younger guy. And I think that what I encourage specifically women to do is to stop doing that. Stop making the height like six, four. Like you can date someone who's like- I'm really guilty of that one. You just personally attacked me. How tall are you though? I'm five, three. Oh my God. Literally like you're fine. You can date someone who's six, one. I know. I'm trying it out. Six, one is fine. Six, one is fine. I'm trying it out, but- 5'11 is. I don't think I could, I don't know. Okay. It would be hard for me. So this is a thing though. It's like, I am dating someone who's 6'1". So like, I, I can't really comment on the, the height <laughs> thing. However, I do think like you have to, what I'll are the values you. that you actually want? If you found a perfect guy who checked every box, who was financially secure, hey, let's even say he's a billionaire and like will jet you off and whatever your value is that you want, like loves your family, wants to have a family, et cetera. But he's 5'11". Are you really going to pass him up for no, that? No, of course not. Correct. So, but that's what's fucked up about our society right now in general with dating. Is yeah, it's that like build a man, build a bear. A hundred percent. But even with men, right? It's like, oh, she has to be blonde, she has to be brunette. I don't she has think to be. That men do that it's as like, much as we think that they do. I think men like like hot is hot to them. Hot is hot. But I do think every human has like natural preferences for sure. For sure. And like, if I actually put all of my exes in like a st- like what is it in the jail? Yeah. Like in a yeah, in a lineup. lineup. In a lineup, like you'd be like, mm, you got a type. You got to type. He's brunette. He's tall. Yeah. You know? But I think of course, like if there's one outlier, like it definitely shouldn't deter you. I will also say though, there's a world where someone has every single thing on the list. Shout out to my ex-boyfriend in college, Kyle, every single hey, thing Kyle. on the list still wasn't my person. So that's another thing too. And I see that happen a lot where people are dating someone and they feel so guilty because they're like, it's just not right. And like, am I being selfish in wanting to end things? And I'm always like, No, like I really feel so strongly that like you should never settle and really never settle like ever. I think too, when you get to be a certain age and you've like gone through enough, you've lived enough life, you realize like I haven't, if I haven't settled yet, like I'm sure as hell not settling now at this point. A thousand percent. And I think that's something like even being single for the five years where you date, were there periods in there where you were dating someone for two months, three months, just waiting it out, but you were never exclusive or were you like dead ass single, didn't. Oh my like God. No one was impressing I went, you. Like you were dating, but like- I was dating. I was in situationships. Okay. I like was texting guys for three months, seeing them twice, thinking they were going to be my boyfriend. Like I went through, I had every, I flew to Miami to go on a first date with a guy who like treated me so weird. Like I did every plotty thing. I tried everything. And ultimately when I ended up meeting my boyfriend, it was like, I had no expectation. He has a podcast. He messaged me on Instagram. I was like, reach out to my publicist. Like I didn't even do that to you. What's I his like, podcast about? It's called Where's This Going? I'm like, here's where it went. Here's where it went. And I'll he, like, tell you you know, he just like picks people that he really like is like he thinks are interesting and picks their brains and whatever. And he invited, like I said, yeah, like reach out to my publicist. And I even like, but I, I thought it was, I remember being like, wow, like straight men like never want to interview me. Like yeah. it's just like I'm not their demo. Like they never reach out to me to get interviewed. And it's like, I Nick feel like you'd be intimidating. Right. For, for sure. sure. So I was impressed and and he has his own studio in Brooklyn and he called me a black car and he texted me being like, Hey, it's Felix. Like I called you a car. And I was like, damn, okay. The black car. Like I was yeah. about to take the subway. I was literally about to step foot, like go on the subway to Brooklyn. And he did Immediate that. princess treatment. And I asked him, I said, do you usually, obviously after that, I was like, do you usually call your guests black car? He's like, never, literally never. I don't know why intuitively, intuitively I did that with you. He was like, really? I never do that. Okay. So you played me the video of him interviewing you. 
And I was like, I'm going to be in a relationship in two years. And yes. he's like, where are you going to find this person? And I was like, I don't know. Like I'll bring him to the podcast. Where are you going to find this human? But he, what he said, where are you going to find this human? He looked like he knew on his face. He looks like he knew. He had a smirk. But I don't think he knew. He had a smirk. No, no, no. He knew, but like he didn't know. I don't know how to describe Maybe it. Maybe he was just into you. So he was like looking at you smiling. Know, six, but a million percent, he had a smirk. Like he looked like he knew you were the one. I know. Six minutes into the podcast, I said, are you hitting on me? I'm down. Stop. So like, I definitely like, like, and he wasn't hitting on me, by the way. But He's, you felt the energy. I felt the, it was, it's, it's electric. The podcast is electric. And honestly, like after the fact, I was like, wow, like that was like, kind of crazy. That's like my so publicist was there. I was like, was that crazy? And he was just like, yeah, sure. I was like, no, no, that was like really like intense. The That's energy. amazing that you have that. Forever. And the forever irony, to go back and but, watch. But it's how, kind of like viewing your first date though, no? Like kind of viewing, accidentally. but it's kind of like my dating show. That's the craziest part is like, I did the dating show for a year and I was like, I'm never doing this shit again. I'm never dating on camera. Like never. And then of course, like the person that I'm dating, I literally met on camera. On accident. And like, oh, totally. But it's so kismet and I'm so happy. And my advice is that like, it's really easy in the beginning. Like it actually is. It's not like people are just saying that, like it should actually flow. There should not be a question. I never screenshot a text of his ever, not once in my life. Like, what do I say? Like ever. Never stressed out. Not once. Oh, you too, Ali. Yeah, exactly. Never. I feel like everyone says it should be super easy. It's like, it's, you just feel safe. And I think that that's what I realized, like in other relationships and sorry, I'm relationships. It's a really generous term in other <laughs> situationships or guys that I was dating. If I felt like I couldn't just flow, like text the way I text you, the way I text anyone. Yeah. If friends, you can't double text somebody, cause no, you're no, like, what are they going to yeah, think about me? No, no, no. It's like, they're not you're immediately. You don't feel safe. And yeah. I think that that's such a good thing. Like, why do I tense up? Why am I like questioning? That is a telltale sign that you should probably potentially move on or like play it out, but like check yourself because you need from the get-go to feel safe with this person. To 100% be yourself. Agree. And, and instead of being like, oh, something's wrong with me. It's like, no, like your body is speaking to your mind first. And it's telling you like, this isn't right. I say and- this all the time. The people that I've dated where we've had the best relationships, I sleep like a baby at night. And the people where, even if I didn't know at the time, my mind didn't know, or like, wasn't willing to admit my body, I will wake up with anxiety at two o'clock in the morning. Like your body fucking knows, period. The amount of times I would walk on the West side highway in like next to my house at seven in the morning, like listening to music or a podcast, like my body would instinctively wake up thinking about this guy. When is he going to text? Like that is like, I look back and I'm so sad for that person because I wish I could tell her like, no, it doesn't have to be like this. But I think the thing is, is that when you're told constantly as a woman, there's no good men left. There's such an energy of scarcity. Dating is the worst. It sucks. It's so hard. Oh my God. In New York, I heard it's terrible. You begin to feel like this scarcity complex of like, they're not, there's have no to one just left. Like find someone, so, this person's nice so enough. He's giving me like a crumb. Like, let me just take it. Like he, he, he made me dinner. I mean, I had a guy that made me dinner and then he goes to me the next week. Yeah. So it's just like, and I remember like, I was like, so like, in awe of him. And he, I, he really wrecked me like pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. And it's just like, I think it's like, when I look back on that, I'm just like, okay, yes, he did one nice gesture. Absolutely. But communication is everything. hundred percent. Consistency. Gonna, it has to be that. Yeah. So the grand gestures are great and you deserve that. But it's like, when people are like, oh, we went on a great date and I haven't heard from him in three days. I'm like, he's not down. And that's okay. Like, yeah. but like, he's just he not that into you. literally like immediate, immediate. And yeah. him not being- he's thinking a- about you and men are not, men are just simple. They're very simple. They're very simple. So at the end of the day, it's like, if they're thinking about you, they're going to text you. They're not texting their guy friend, like, bro, should I text her? Like, they're just going to text you. And by the way, like for the women or people that say like, well, he's just really busy. It's like, yeah, like my boyfriend is so too. He texts me four times a day. Like, I love you. I miss you. You're beautiful. Like I'm thinking of you. I'm in yeah. love with you. Like that's what you deserve. And if it, that's what you want, which is what I wanted, then that's what you get. But you have to put boundaries when that's not happening. I just said this the other day in a TikTok, actually. I was saying, if you want princess treatment and you want to be treated really well or however you want to be treated, the only way to get that is to just not accept anything less. That's really what it is. But the reason why we end up doing that is because of this overwhelming anxiety that really is the patriarchy. I really believe that this is societal of like telling women, settle down, settle down, settle down because an empowered sexual woman who makes her own money is so fucking scary. For sure. Like, you know where I think I conquered this recently because I think I realized with myself, A, there's nothing more lonely than being chopped in the wrong relationship. Being alone is not lonely. 
being trapped in the wrong relationship, being like completely consumed by someone who clearly doesn't want you, doesn't show up for you in the way that you want them to. And you're like chained to this person. That's fucking lonely. Being alone is not lonely if you have a full fulfilled life. And if you don't, then that's also where you can go and do the work on yourself. Because you're not giving and giving and giving to someone who isn't giving back to you. Yes, like pour into your friends, pour into your career, pour into yourself. Like when you feel whole, you have the ability to choose someone because you want them, not because you need them. But when this really clicked for me was recently, I started to realize that at the end of the day, like I'm, so I'm okay being alone. I'm good with that. I want someone. Like I would love someone, but I don't need someone. I'm so happy on my own. So at the end of the day, what I started to realize was, wait, is what would I rather have? Would I rather be alone? Hypothetically, would I rather not find my person or would I rather settle for someone who was like good, but not great? And for me, the answer every time is be alone. I I mean, I couldn't agree more. My, My mom didn't get married or like never dated really after my dad and they divorced when I was two. So I grew up with like a woman who really was like, these are the things that fulfill me and a man isn't one of them. And like, it's so sick. So she always was like, a relationship is an additive. Like you have to complete yourself. Mm-hmm. And she always said to me, you have to make yourself happy. You have to feel fulfilled by your friendship, by your work, by all these other things, your family. But like when a man comes in, like he has to add to your life and enhance yes. it, not take away, not right. And, and I think that getting to that place is so important. However, I also want to say that like, I understand the anxiety of like having a biological clock and like feeling like you need to find someone because we are like, we do have that anxiety and that is very real and men don't have to experience that. So I understand also like, yes, I I think I felt like I was in a great place in terms of my confidence and feeling really happy. But I also had this overwhelming anxiety of like, what if like my person's just not in New York? Let's talk about, so you recently froze your eggs. Yes. You were really public about that process. I want to talk about that. Do you feel like doing that kind of gave you the power back and you didn't have to worry about that as much? Talk, talk me through that. I definitely feel like it gave me this, like for like a little bit, I was like, oh, this is what a man feels like. Of course, it's not a hundred percent, you know, going to work. And it's not hundred percent certain, right? Like, but nothing in life is like nothing in life is. And for me, even though it is a really big privilege, it is very expensive. Like this is what I wanted to spend my money on. You know, like I could have bought a couple of Chanel bags or froze my eggs. And I was like, I'd rather fucking freeze my eggs. And that was just a value that I, that I chose, but I know that it is really expensive, which is why I did a giveaway. And like, I I'm giving away a round of freezing for one of my followers because I just felt like, holy shit, like all women should have this choice. All childbearing people should have this choice of like being able to delay like having a kid. Like we're the all working. anxiety or feeling like you're like having we're to working. get- And to say yeah. that like you can build your empire and have a kid, absolutely you can. Absolutely you can. But unfortunately our society also doesn't really like make it easy for women to do that and mothers to do that, right? There's not like- a lot of paid child leave and maternity leave, paternity leave doesn't even fucking exist. Here. Yeah. So it's just like society has set it up in a way where it's, it, I think women should be given the freedom to at least delay if they want to and, and not having anxiety about it. And so it's been really like really empowering me and anyone who's thinking about it should at least get a consultation and, and think about it. But it's just like, it also made me angry. Were you single when you did it? I was single when I did okay. it. Yeah. And I, it just made me angry. Cause I was like, it's just so crazy. I like birth control and then like egg freezing. It's just all falls on the burden of a woman. Mm-hmm. But like when you have a kid, it's, it is two people, right? hundred percent. So, but it just like, even the birth control stuff, it just pisses me off. It's like, I have to be the one like getting something inserted in my vagina, like my and cervix. Like fucking like, up your hormones. The and hormones, all the like things. I'm yeah. so sensitive to hormones. And I'm like, why does it have to be me that has to deal with this? It's so fucking annoying. Yeah. Shout out to condoms. Facts. That's the new SFK, like- Condom brand. No, literally. You never know. I've literally maybe them maybe, maybe the some. pack of cards should come with one. A hundred percent. Feels like a good move. But I think at the end of the day, it's just having the optionality is key. If you can afford it, absolutely. It's just like it's peace of mind too, it's right? Peace of mind. And so I, I'm anyone who's interested in doing it, like you should. And it's interesting to me that more people don't talk about it. Like more celeb. I know all of our favorite celebrities and stuff, like, or people that are on tour, like musicians who like, you know, they're probably all frozen eggs. Like, I don't really know why people don't 
But I think let's, let's get into that as a topic in general. I feel like right now our society, what our society wants is share. Tell me everything. Don't gatekeep, break it down. How do you look like this? How does your skin look like this? How does your body look like this? Like, Mm -hmm. where'd you find that guy? Did you freeze your eggs? Like people want to know every nitty gritty detail. Do you get your lips done? And then you share it and they shit on you. Oh, so welcome. It's also, yeah, girl, I've been here. No, no, actually (laughs) welcome to me. You're literally an OG, but like, yeah, no. It's It's like one of those things where it's like, well, do you want it or not? Because like I do, I'm willing to share. I'm an open book, but you start to get hesitant yeah. because you you get shit on constantly for sharing. So yeah. it's like, do you want me to share? Do not want me to share? Pick a fucking lane. Like at the end totally. of the day, it's either, yeah, no, I can tell you where I got win. my lips done. And then it's like, oh, you're influencing young girls. They think oh. they need to do this now. And it's like, that's not even remotely what I said, like at all. But no matter what you do, but things then if get you're, twisted. you're an asshole for not saying that you but do then, it. But then you didn't share. And like, of, but you know, in the comments, it's like, oh, here's my lip liner. And it's like, but she has filler. And it's like, I didn't say that I didn't. I've shared it 800 times. Like, do I need to get my next tattoo? Like I have lip filler. But like, then you do it. And then like you're influencing people to get lip filler. Exactly. So you can't win. You can't win. You can't win. So then it's like, fuck it. Fuck it. So all that to say, I understand to a degree why people don't share everything. Yeah. Because your ass, it's like be vulnerable. And then like, shit on you. You know, when you're learning to swim and you're a little kid and you're in a pool and someone's like, come to me, like I'm right here. Here's the end. And then like, it's like trust issues. You get there and then they move back four feet and you're like, bitch, I just got to you. Like stay where you are. Great analogy. I made it. Like the bar is always moving, you know? Totally. And I think that's specific to like egg freezing. I think it's just honestly really like politically coded and like, it's really like, there's actually a lot of sexism and, and misogyny at play. Like people don't want women to be in control of their bodies. Like they just don't want it. And then when you add this, like we, the, the energy of, we don't need a man. Uh, that's it. Un, it's, I mean, I post a lot of TikToks and I just see the comments that they're really from the majority are from like middle-aged men, really angry middle-aged, middle-aged men. white men that are I, like, furious at me. They're like, why would you have to freeze your eggs if you just like could look better or like are better or like stop talking about sex or whatever they say. Yep. And I did a TikTok the other day that I said something like, these are the kind of men's men not to date. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that the was- The amount of men in my comments that just- Fully came for me, like, well, yeah. oh, you're the kind of woman I wouldn't date. It's like, okay, okay, clearly you feel very personally attacked, Brad. And I'm so sorry that like I bruised your ego because you do have the lift on your truck or like you, you know what I mean? Like whatever I said in there, like obviously yeah. joking, but all of it was pretty true. Well, no, it's true. Stand it's, by it. All of it, it, I said it all with my chest. It's just, but people were so personally offended, yeah. but you have to ask yourself if you're someone that's personally offended by that, why? If you know I'm talking to you, that's kind of on you. Listen, you're preaching to the choir. I'm scared of social media, to be honest. I think it's, I used to go live every Friday, drunk, dating Full guys. Full blown dates. Full blown dates, like on Instagram live, like non-edited, nothing. And I would, had not a care in the world. I was so fearless in doing that. And like, granted, I was building a following. I wasn't like, didn't have as much exposure as I do now, but it was different. It was a different time. It was met with open arms because also it was like pre everyone blowing up. So like now I think that there's a lot more anger towards people that have a following or or are successful because it's like, well, technically quote, anyone could do it. Anyone could, you know, become Alex Roll overnight. Although I disagree. I think that to some degree, the algorithms at play and people are obviously very prolific. They work hard. There's a lot of factors. Yeah. But there's so much anger and hostility and also things that have anger and hostility, like go viral. Like when you, when Brad comments on your video and it's mean, he'll get a lot of likes. So like he's, and if you come something nice, probably it's like positive like reinforcement it. on people love him it. being negative. But imagine young people, like really young kids being in that world. Like that's the scariest thing about me about being a mom in the future is, is dealing with social media. A hundred percent. I am a mom. So I have a six year old and I think about this all All the time, time. but you also realize that six year olds, like people are mean in person too. Right. Which is what's very crazy to me. And that all goes back to the parents. Like, how are you being raised? It's extremely important, but it's one of those things where it does really start in the household. And then of course it bleeds everywhere else. Unfortunately, it's like people have always been, I, I like to say that not a day goes by when I'm not really positively surprised by somebody's kindness and really negatively surprised by somebody's like pure evil in the same day, every day. Correct. Which like, is, I guess it's the human experience. Yeah, exactly. But it start, it really does start at such a young age. But I think too, unfortunately, a lot of people's judgment and comments and like, not the men, like that comes from their own insecurities, obviously. But when it comes to women hating on other women, it's a lot of it is stem, stemming from jealousy. Of course. And I think that people could harness that in such a powerful way 
if they got out of their own way. I think you can look at jealousy two ways. One, this person has something that I want and like, I hate them for it. And I'm mad and I'm angry because I don't have that thing. And they do. And of course they got it because they look like this or they grew up like that or they had this given to them or whatever excuse it is, you know, or they can say, use jealousy and say, this person has something that I want and use it as an indicator and a motivator. Absorb. To say that, you know what, this, the ceiling is no longer here. It's here. And if Serena has this, I can do this too. I'm going to go ahead and be motivated by, motivated by her and inspired by her instead of intimidated and jealous. Use your jealousy as like an arrow pointing to something that maybe you actually want to do, which is fine. And then also take what they're like, okay, study them, see what they're doing well. It's like, I've been watching a lot of documentaries about comedians because I'm interested in comedy and and performing. And like, they're all like, they're all like, no, I've done live shows. Like I'm, it's iconic, but like, but like full blown, full blown MSG one day, hundred percent. But they all say like, they just study the greats. They look at the greats. They absorb. They're not like, I'm jealous of like Jerry Seinfeld. They're like, I literally watch every fucking thing he does. Like I'm always thinking. So it's like, instead of being yeah. angry, absorb. Oh, what are they doing? Right. Like, and also ask them, like, if you actually built a relationship with them, they would help you. So many people, there's so much, the reason why totally. I'm successful is because I've literally asked women for help instead of being like, ugh, like I hate her. Like, why does she have that? I'm like, wait, like she has that. That's epic. She knows what she's doing. Let me ask her a question. Absolutely. And I feel like people welcome questions when they come from that place of genuine, like curiosity and kindness with open arms yeah. instead of like, how did you create that brand? Or like, how did you have that video that went viral? It's like, Hey, can you tell me like what's been working for you? Totally. And it becomes collaborative. Absolutely. I mean, we just had this whole conversation about being burnt out. I was like, what do you suggest? What do you do? Like, I'm always asking. Cause I'm like, you guys are all, I mean, the women that surround us are amazing. And we're almost, it's all kind of like being coworkers in a weird way. I know. No one else to ask. And two, it's empowering because it's like, even co- I've had full blown, like friends of mine ask me like, how much did you charge for that? Or right. how do I know how to do this? Or right. because where else are we getting this information if it's not being collaborative with each or other? Or regulated. We're yeah. doing a, we're doing everyone a disservice by not having those dialogues. So it's interesting. It's like, this makes me think of the Facebook group. Like, are we dating the same guy? Oh my gosh. Because it's like those, have you, are you part of it? I'm not part of it, but I have a friend that is. And she showed me the other day and I was like, holy shit. I love it because it's like, there's like an accountability at play. Totally. I mean, I obviously searched every guy that ever dated and like none of them are in there. I'm like, what the fuck? They should be. He's like faster. It's like only you. No, no, no. He's literally like the most perfect human. Like he would never, but yeah. Like it's like no one responds. Everyone's like, no, he's great. No, I literally want to post guys. Cause like there's like narcissists. There's been guys that have like fucked with my head. And I'm like, no woman deserves to go through this. But regardless, I think that like someone said something, I've definitely seen it on TikTok where it's like gossip is the thing that like unites women together. It's like what protects women. Like that's why gossip is Mm. a good thing because like women gossiping about certain things is like that information is getting passed on and like protecting different women from different things. But I love that. Sometimes it's it's negative, but like for the most part, it's like what helps us, right? I think that was all much like anything else in life. It's all about where it's coming from. Right, and perspective. If it's coming from like a negative place place of you wanting to like shit talk someone else, that's obviously not good. And I do think people use that as like a cheap bonding tactic other people. But I think if you're just talking, you're talking about your own life and yourself, yourself, like super healthy Amen. and totally fine. So yeah. I do feel like there's like a line there, but totally, you know, people. So let's talk about dating a younger guy. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of this. Like yes. I think I'm just going to reside to this, but you tell me. I think your that experience. I just like, when I met my boyfriend, I had no idea how old he was. And I just, I remember like Googling and it was like recent college grad. And I was like, recent college grad. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> and I remember showing up to our third date and I was like pissed. But you didn't know before your third date? No. Wait, no, are you counting the first date as the podcast or like actual date? That would have been the fourth date then. Okay. So hold on. I want to rewind for a second. So the podcast sparks were flying. Then he asked me out to Omakase. He picked me up at my house. Okay. So how long so, after that did he ask you out? Uh, like the next, that day. He was Immediately. like, let's so continue he over dinner. Vibe too and was yeah, like, let's, let's continue over dinner. Then we, see guys, it's when men want something, it's immediate. They're, they're hun- chasers. They're hunters. Yeah, they like they're hunting the and they're gathering you. First sperm chases the fucking egg. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Like a girl literally just asked me on my Instagram, like, should I like ask a guy out? I'm like, no, sorry. Like it depends what kind of guy you want, but like, no, like I wanted a masculine man that was going to go and chase me. Like I'm the prize. Prizes don't chase winners. Thanks. Anyway, he texted me, whatever. No, I actually texted, but, but this is the thing. And I think this is very important. I texted him after the podcast saying, thank you so much. I had a really great yeah. time. 
Because I wanted to give him the signal that it was okay yes. to ask me out, that yes. he would get rejected. Because I think men are very afraid of getting rejected. Had a great time. And it's like, I'm, I'm flagging to you, like subtly. I'm letting you I know. I like you too. I'm putting, I'm dipping my toe in the water. It's your choice to like jump and swim across and like. Exactly. And he took the bait. Yeah. And then we went on a date that we went on another date. And then, so two dates after the video, sorry, the, the podcast, the, video, the podcast date. And then it was the third date and he picked me up from the airport in New York city. That is not heard of. Like that's both a fucking trek. Insane. I mean, that's a full blown, that's a marriage proposal. And I've like fully like had a car service. Cause I went for work and they were like provided a car. And I was like, no worries. He was just like, no, I really want to pick you up in the airport. So he picks me up and I'm like fuming because like I knew I Googled him. And I think that my, my fear was like, oh, he's, the, I'm like the first older woman, by the way, like, Guys don't care. He's 24, I'm 29. Like, let's relax. But like, okay, I'm almost 30, but it doesn't matter. My birthday's literally next one. Happy early birthday. I know, I can't wait. I, heard, I know, I heard it's cheek. What are you going to do? I'm throwing a massive birthday party. You're invited. <sighs> okay, I'm going to come back. HBD, RIP to my 20s. Wait, I want to come. You, Where? You actually must. We're not going to say it on the podcast, okay. but- Everyone's I'm not like, I don't mean literally where, but like here, yeah. or are we going somewhere? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's sick. 300 people. Okay. Like, it's insane. Yes. I'm a big birthday girl. But anyway, I just was like, I didn't want to be this like, I just didn't know him. Like, I didn't know what the vibes were. So I remember on the day I was like, so are we going to talk about your age? He's like, what about it? And I was like, well, have you been like with older women before? Older, just like, like, you're acting like you're like 50. Yeah, no, like, I hate even saying this out loud. And he's just like, I mean, my last girlfriend was 27. The girl before that was 28. Like, so I was like, and it made sense. You didn't want it to be novel is what you're saying. Correct. I didn't want to be the first one, you know? And, and that, that definitely like, I felt better. And then I just like, honestly, it just, even to this day, it never comes up. It only comes up when people are like, how old is your boyfriend? And I have to say he's 24. And they're like, oh my God, like what? Like, that's crazy. And I'm like, I've dated, I think I've been on 500 first dates. I've dated 40 year old men that it's are less irrelevant. mature. It's so, it really is like, and I think that he is an anomaly for sure. Like I've always been like never younger, never younger. It has to be the older guy, but it's just how he was raised. It's, you know, he grew up in New York, really strong, independent French mom. Like, it's just like, there's a lot of factors that went into it. It's all about an individual person. I have been on dates with 26 year olds that didn't know where the paper towels were in their house. And I've had 26 year olds that have cooked me three course meals. Like it is not, about the age. It's about the maturity. It's about how they were raised. It's about how they carry themselves, what they want. And that's the thing. And I think that when, when we think about our preferences in dating, it's like, do you have to have a six, four guy? Or do you want like a guy that's going to hold you, take care of you, lift you up that yes. you're sexually attracted to? One, do you, want, be, do you want a guy who's, who has to be 30 or do you want someone who's emotionally intelligent and is like the best communicator ever? Different that's value. so true do too. You, do you want someone who is super fucking rich and like already sold a company or someone who is super ambitious and yep. will do that one day. So that's the difference here. It's like, it's like thinking about the and actual can build value with you and, and can build. be supportive of you. Correct. And I'm not saying like, date potential. I don't think you should, I think you should date your person, but I think that we all have a lot of life left to live and a lot of potential and growth. But I don't think like someone's ambition is potential necessarily right. because they're present day ambitious. Absolutely. They're already like driving towards that goal. Absolutely. Right? But I heard, I just, you know, it's like someone was like, ah, like my boyfriend doesn't make as much money as me. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But like, could he potentially like one day soon? And she was like, yeah, like he's building three businesses. He's so like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, exactly. So I was like, it's about the actual value. And I think that we get confused. A hundred percent. What's really interesting that you just said that I want to point out is if someone says, I need to have a man that's 30, it's because they're not separating out in their head. What they're actually looking for and wanting is that emotional maturity, which is why they think he needs to be 30. Which, but what they're not realizing is that that's irrelevant. I got bamboozled thinking that like the 30 year olds were really emotionally intelligent. Right. And there is something about the Gen Z, like, oh, well, I literally sound so old. Like I'm, <laughs> I can't. But there really is something about men that went to college during Me Too. Like, I just want to say, like, I'm, I know it's a big generalization, but there's something about like the respect of women and like- What's our age I didn't range go for that then? I don't know. I'm trying to like Around that, that age. Yeah. It's just like Gen Z. Like, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Like, I went to Duke. Like, it's what you expected. Like, just like there was a different energy when I went to Duke that I felt like there wasn't this like real respect, respect. and like- consent, verbal consent. And like, it wasn't the time. Right. And I think that I, we're a little more woke now. And, and I think that's kind men, of cool how quick that changed though. Right. In the grand scheme but imagine, of things, like, like you go to school pretty, and this whole movement happens yeah. and you're like, fuck, like, I don't want to like 
do that. Like, I don't want to like disrespect a woman. It's well, like, I also da-da-da. think there's no excuse now for it <laughs> like, versus thanks. I'm glad a movement made you realize maybe I shouldn't like sexually assault someone, but you know what? It had Whatever, to be something. Yeah, exactly. I think though, at the end of the day, it's like even the people that are like really good people where that would have never even crossed their mind have to kind of take an extra step now to where they're thinking like, oh wait, no, I need to really confirm here. Right. Because of that. So totally. maybe it's not even like they were bad or negative no, in any way, course, but maybe because they weren't, they didn't even think that. That's what, and I think that, I think it was more like ignorance. Bad, I think yeah. it was ignorance. Like a lot of the things that maybe we experienced or our friends did, but that is something else. Like, anyway, I think the moral of here is like, if I had let my boyfriend's age become a factor, I wouldn't be the happiest person in the world right now. You wouldn't be here. Like, I just wouldn't, like, I feel like I got the relationship I really dreamt of and like, I had to let go of some of my preconceived stereotypes and, and preconceived notions of what that meant. I have a personal question for you regarding this. So isn't all personal? When yeah, of course. But like for me personally, that I'm curious about, I mean. So when you get that like love that you know that you deserve, but you've dealt with like so many shitty mm-hmm. men or experiences or like people being manipulative or letting yeah. you down or all these other things. How did you kind of like bifurcate between like, this is real and genuine. And obviously there's consistency and all that. And like waiting for the other shoe to drop versus just like enjoying it and being in the moment. Okay. It's a great question. So what was interesting about him was we became official and I hadn't introduced him to anyone yet. And that was the first time I've ever in my life made a decision, maybe except for like no, I helped, I had a friend tell me if this was cute or not. Almost every single decision in my life, I feel like I've made with needing the validation of other people to tell me mm-hmm. like, he's great. That's cute. Go, go after that brand you should work with, right? Like I always have someone in my ear, right? And this was the first decision in my life where like, I just fully trust myself. And the night that he asked me to be his girlfriend, I started, we took chocolate mushrooms and I started hysterically crying And he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm just so scared because no one's checked you. Like, like no one's met you. Like my mom, like my best friend, like people really important people in my life. Like what if I'm making Who wants the best for me? Right. And like, and he's just like, one, I think it's like normal for us to like build. And then, you know. Love that he validated you too. Oh, and he was just like, it's my job to like take care of you and be with you. And I like, I'm going to protect you. There was just something about how vulnerable I was in that moment. And he was like, like, I promise like they want you to be happy and like they will be. And I can't even tell you, it was such a like beautiful moment where I was literally so afraid of taking this leap. And he was just like, it's me and you. And like, it's going to be okay. And he was like, and this is my job to make you feel comfortable and protected. And like, I took the leap and I was freaking the fuck out. Like even the next day I was like, oh my God. How like, far into dating or talking oh, was this? This was like less than a month then. So you just, it was, it was instant. like instant. Yeah. And I was and scared. I feel like that's how it happens when it happens. Like my mom and dad and my dad told my mom that he was going to marry her the night they met. Yeah. It was instant. But I think what sucks and what I was getting at with that question is like, because people can use that in like a manipulative way too, you really have to like have your radars up and suss out in the early stages, like some, if a man came up to me and was like, I'm going to marry you on night one, I'd be like, whoa, like, yeah. I don't even know you because of my negative experiences. Totally. But it's like, my dad said that to me, my mom, he meant it. And they were married for 35 years until he died. So I think it's this, I think it's time. Like you really like, you, you can't be fully certain. Like you yeah. could have just totally done a 180 on me. And like, you're so right. I think it's intuition. I think we have wonderful intuition. I think deep down you'll know. I just never questioned it with him. Like I didn't even question like, being official less than a month in, it was just like, uh, it was so of course, yeah. natural. Everything was natural, naturally the next step. And I think like, but yeah, I, I, for me to be like, no, it was perfect. And I was so happy and I was so trusting. And like, no, like I had a moment that first night where I was like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? Like no one's agreeing. Vetted like, you. No one's vetted. No one's vetted you. I use the exact word. No one has vetted you. And it's like, but now I'm like so happy. Like I made this decision and I feel so good in the decision to this day. And yeah, I made I mean, that, I took a risk. Clearly it was the right decision. It's clearly the right decision. I love that. And he's been consistent and amazing from like everything that you've ever said. And I think that's the thing too. I tell people all the time when you're questioning something, it's really early on. If you're constantly questioning something and you're constantly asking like, is this right? And should I feel like this is the answer is no. Like if you have to think about it that much, it's not the right person for you. You should not have to overthink it like that. 
Because you have so many other things to think about, whether it's taking care of your child, whether it's building your empire, being on this podcast, like there's a million fucking looking good. Hello. We have to do that every day. It's like the last thing you want to think about is like, can I feel safe with my significant other? Yeah. Like, should I not text him? Cause it's been an hour. It's like, that's crazy. That's that's the thing you need to look for is safety and fully being yourself. Really good. Fully being yourself. Yeah. You have to feel safe. Like, do you feel safe to just literally sob or like fart or like whatever it is. It was disgusting. Like, I don't do that, but like you could, but you might theoretically, if, if you were like less if you want to, like I would never, but like, do you feel safe to just fully be you? I've healed so much of like my inner child too with him. Like, I feel like I can be this like playful person. And like, I honestly like this SFK persona that I built, like has somewhat dissolved with him like well, because I feel safe. You know why too? It's, and I we're similar in this way and I could recognize this about you instantly where bosses in our business life constantly. We're on it. We have to be in charge. We're like in our masculine energy so much that when we date, we want someone that is going to allow us to be, to be in feminine. our feminine energy. Period. And that's why. So now your feminine energy from being in a really healthy relationship is spilling into the rest. And that's what you're feeling. I think it's so, even my mom, everyone in my life is like, you're so much calmer. You're so like, just like sweet and lovely. And, and, and being my true self, I feel that yes. way, but when it comes to then like, who am I online and whatever, then we're just like, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a moment of transition, but ultimately really healthy. But I think that came from a really genuine place. Like you really were more in your masculine because you have to be, because unfortunately a lot of times around strong, successful women who give you the, I don't need you, but I want you energy. Guys get insecure. They get they're yeah. in their feminine. And then you're having to like, before you know it, you're ordering the fucking Uber and you're like doing everything and taking over. Which I went, absolutely not. So I went on a date the other day, the guy that I was telling you about prior to this. And at one point, and he's like been amazing so far, all, all green flags. Like usually I have at least like five red flags in my back pocket and I'll like tell my friends, I'm like, but these, like he's whatever, but these three things, like I'm looking out for these five things I've got my eye on. Totally. No red flags thus far. I mean, who the hell knows? It's like so early on still, but it was one of those things where he didn't open my door. Mm-hmm. And so I stood to the side of the car and I go, <clears throat> comes around and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I got that. Like it has opened it every single time since. Good. And it was me, but and sometimes people doing it. Yes. But it was me doing it and kind of a feminine, like, um, like, yeah. Could you please help me without being like, why didn't you open my door? And I think if I didn't feel safe in that moment, it would have been like, I'm standing here like, hello, waiting for the door versus like, Ahem. and then just like waiting there. He comes around so kind, like, oh my gosh, like I got it. Of course it exactly. is such a different energy, but it really is cyclical. Like you can only be that way if their energy is signaling to you that you're safe to do so. Absolutely. I could talk to you for Literally for days. Eight hours. We're going to have to finish this at the birthday party. hundred percent. I can't wait. Um, but I want to talk about confidence because you're the queen of confidence. And let's talk about how, if someone is struggling with confidence, like what tips, takeaways, like tangible things somebody can do just to be more confident if that's something that they struggle with. Definitely. I mean, I did a lot of confidence coaching during the pandemic because I was, I quit my job and I, I a lot of people were asking me questions and I, I decided to do like consulting Zooms and I coached so many women. I think it was like 150 women from like ages like 15 to 60. Wow. And something that wow, I- Wow, really? No, yeah. It was amazing. amazing. It was incredible. And I and I, I met with some of them over like a period of time, some one-offs, whatever. And, and uh, this is what I would have them do. And it sounds so simple, but generally things in life, it should actually be the most simplified version, right? Which is like, you need to get in front of your mirror and you have to have a conversation with that person. And if you can't, and if you're crying, that's okay, but you have to do it. It's not embarrassing. It's literally you. This is the one person that you're going to be with your entire life. And starting to see this person and really acknowledging them the same way you would anyone in your life, whether it's a best friend, a parent, your child, sibling, coworker, friend, like, what do you do? You hype them up. You're like, I love you. I love your business. I love your outfit. Like, I love your mind. Like we're always lifting each other up we don't do that to ourselves. So of course we're not going to feel secure in ourselves. And not only do most people not do that to themselves, but most people, the way that they talk to themselves. And I have very good friends of mine who they're constantly getting down on themselves. And it is, it's like, you want to just look at them and say like, I'm going to kick your ass because don't talk about my friend like that. So that's number two. It's 
you're allowed to feel something. Like, I don't feel good. Like, I don't feel, I feel bloated. I don't feel my best self. But when you say, I am ugly, I am stupid, I am all these things, then you suddenly are writing the plot of who you are. And like, you have to be very sensitive to that in the same way that you wouldn't say that about your best friend. And also like, in these moments, let's say you get ghosted, going to the mirror and being like, and giving yourself that same pep talk you would to your best friend. Like you wouldn't say to your best friend, like you got ghosted, yeah, because you're fucking ugly and like no guy wants to date you. You would never say that. So why do we say that to ourselves? Exactly. And it's you should be really, the kindest to yourself. Always. You're your best friend. You're the, your one constant in your life. It's just you. You're going to born yourself with yourself. You're going to die by yourself. So it's like, this is the most important relationship you could ever have. And I think too, keeping promises to yourself is something that's been so major for me with confidence. Like whether it's something really small, like I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to go on a walk. Mm-hmm. Don't bail on yourself right. because what you're showing yourself is like, you will be there. You have your back because when you need to do something, you do it. Totally. And like, you're teaching yourself that just the same way that you're saying, look at yourself and talk to yourself like a friend, like keep your commitments to yourself as you would your friend. It's interesting. Don't bail on yourself. It's interesting. People ask me, people love to check my confidence. Like if they're going to talk shit about me on the internet, it's like, if she was confident, she wouldn't do this. If she was really confident, she wouldn't be obsessed with her boyfriend. If mm. she would like everything, like Lonjo's, they love to be like, how dare you call yourself the queen of confidence? I'm like, bitch, I literally made my Instagram bio. I didn't like get like knighted by like Obama, like yeah. with a fucking purple heart of like confidence. Like I'm not a fraud. Like I literally <laughs> just wrote it somewhere, but it irks people because yeah. they're not confident and that's fine. But when people ask me, what is my definition of confidence? It's not no Botox or, you know, like, no makeup or this or that, or being single forever. It's, do you treat yourself like your best friend? That Mm. is what confidence is. It's like, you don't always like your best friend. Like sometimes she's fucking annoying, but you genuinely love her and have her And you go to bat for her. And you show up And you would never talk shit about her. Yeah. And that is what confidence is. And by the way, you go and stand up for her if other people are talking shit about her. Absolutely. And you do have to do that same exact thing for yourself. Absolutely. So that's really my definition of confidence. So, you know, hence why I'm the queen of confidence because I'm my own best friend. Yeah. And it's like, by the way, again, if that's something that irks you, it's like, you should probably look inward always on that I'm one. That up feels a mirror. Like, so, and I've told this story on another podcast before when I was talking to one of my good friends, but my daughter who's six came home one day from preschool and she's like, talk about a queen of confidence. Like Obsessed. that girl, I mean, she is love next level. We've been doing affirmations Great. since she was one, like before she oh, could no. talk. My nursery for my kids is going to be all mirrors. Um, like I'm going to be so annoying. A million percent love. because she's, it works. she's so stunning. Like sure. so strikingly beautiful that I, people would always, oh, she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. And it would piss me off. Right. Of course. Because she is beautiful, but, but she's also smart and she's funny and she's like kind. She's a good friend. She's athletic. She's like interesting. She's caring. She's all these things. Right. And of course, when little boys roll up in the stroller, it's looking through the football. He's so athletic. And then a girl does the same thing. And they're like, oh, she's so pretty. And it really does start like it's crazy. Like if you think about it, that's how young it starts. And so I have always taught her, I said, you have to what for yourself? And she'll say advocate. And I'm like, that's damn right. And then she's Love. she's tall, tall, like tall Love. skin, her class tall. And I'll say, it is what to be. I'm like, it is blank to be different. And she's like, it's cool to be different. And I'm like, it's what to be tall. And she's like, amazing to be tall. So some of the other day I was like, you're really tall. And she goes, thank you. And I was like, Love. fuck yes. Like but that, that happens absolutely the response. Exactly. But then, so one day she came home from preschool and she said, mom, this kid came to me and they said they didn't like me. And first of all, like, obviously it makes me want to go like curb stomp the little kid. Cause I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm going to get canceled for that. No, but it's no, like, no, it's I would, like I would absolutely too. not. Like, like, you could be four years old and like, I'm fighting you on the playground. 100%. Like that's not okay. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, listen. Um, but we decided to come up with a response. And to this day, I think like adults could learn from this response too, because truly this is like across the board. So say you don't like me. I don't like you. Well, I like me. So I guess that's on you. There you go. Period. It starts with yourself. Yes. So it's, it's kind of like you can't carry the weight of what you think about yourself and your validation on other people's oh, opinions of you. That's why I started SFK was because I realized I got to a point in my life where I was like, I can't do that. Like that is like, it's so it's miserable. Game. And it's a, and it's a roller coaster because one minute, like you feel validated, then you're not. And it's like this constant cycle. And I think it's about how do you find that within yourself? And also, you know, and it spills into every aspect of your life. You don't get a job or you get, you know, laid off. Like you don't take it personally. Like you realize it's a business. Like you get ghosted. You don't take it personally. It's, it's on not that the guy. Right fit too. It's like, right. It's like, I think that what our immediate reaction is when we face rejection is what's wrong with me, but also realizing that it might not actually have anything to do with you. And hopefully if it did, that someone would give you constructive criticism and you'd be open to it. One like pretty toxic relationship that I had, 
when he would say really negative and hurtful things to me, like very verbally abusive things, I was so rooted in who I was. Like, obviously, ultimately I ended up leaving it with that was like short lived, but I was so rooted in who I was and in my confidence that what he said to me didn't make me think less of myself. It made me think less of him. Absolutely. That's the goal. And I think that that's like where we have to come from, right? As women and as people where it's like, I know who I am. I sleep like a fucking baby at night get to lay my head down on my pillow because I know I'm a good person. I know I went out and I did my best. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but like, I know who I am and I love her. And so you can come and say whatever you want to say about me, but it really is irrelevant. And I think that you decide the truth of who you are. Like it's you that decides, which is why it's so important the way you speak about yourself to be authentically you, but also kind. For people who are trying to date, who haven't had as much dating experience, maybe they're on dating apps, like any dating app, tips, like things to do to stand out. I put a lot of like, I put a lot of glam photos and I wouldn't do that anymore. Okay. Like, I think it's like about trying to show maybe like really the authentic version of who you are, which like, that was like my job and maybe one would have been good, but I felt the need to like overcompensate there. I don't know. I really, honestly, I truly believe like try to fucking get out of the apps Yeah, and like do like ask friends to set you up and like go to, there's beginning to be a lot more of these in-person events. My boyfriend yeah. is starting a company and part of it is like, it's called links and it's literally like getting people to meet in real life because like people are desperate for it. And we and, need like that. saying yes to things. If you're single, I feel like too, I did like it your, for the your friends, like, Hey, like, let's, I love that. Like, let's go and like grab happy hour. And it's like, okay, sounds good. You just never know like who you could meet in any given scenario. The podcast was a great example. It was like, sure. Like I'll do this because like, I, I don't say yes to everything, but I remember being like, why not? This could be fun. And if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be here now. So it's like exactly that. It's also just being down to do it for the plot. Cause there's always a story that'll come out of it or or the experience, right? It's like the plot, the experience, just doing it and showing up, by the way, like as your best self, like showing up, feeling confident, showing up, being kind, you just never know who's watching, never know Ever. who's listening. Like, for example, if it hadn't have been Felix, he could have been like, oh my God, I, I have a friend like that you need to meet. Like you just totally. never know. So it's like, totally. but you have to leave your house. A hundred percent. I do think that a lot whenever people are like, it's going to happen for me. And, and like, whenever it's meant to be, I'm like, for sure. But the guy's not going to like plop on your couch beside you. Like you have to go and leave and get out to it's, find. It's exhausting. I did it for five years straight. Like it is, but it, it's worth it. You have to put in the work. What's next for you? Uh, being iconic. I mean, that's presently happening. You're right. I'll never peek. Um, what's next for me? I am doing a lot more writing and directing and really trying to like jump into that field. I'm about to turn 30, which is major. That's going to be iconic. But I think it's really about like listening to like what makes me feel good and what I enjoy doing. And I really like love to write, love to direct. And so I've been doing a lot of that. It sounds like you're in the best place you've ever been in. I'm a really good place. And I can tell the feminine energy is spilling over into all those things. It's like, you're being more creative. You're it's like every little thing, like you feel like your most like true self right now. I feel like that's very sweet of you to say. Well, I feel that way. It's been a fucking pleasure. Oh my God. You're amazing. Thank Obsessed you so much you. for coming on Port the podcast. Courtney, baby. Mm. Bye guys. Obsessed. <laughs>